We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Tuesday, it is January 22nd, it's 2019, and we have four basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. It's going to be a quick podcast today, it's only four games, I'm at FSTA, the internet isn't great, so yes, it's going to be a quicker one, it's being recorded in the morning, I've done all my research and content for today, so pretty pretty good idea of what I want to do on this slate so it's definitely going to be one of those podcasts where I have an idea of roster construction and value and high-end plays so it's going to be a good one today so appreciate you guys listening if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor make sure you head on over there check them out it is fantasydraft.com they have a ton of stuff going on for NBA this week they have a ton of stuff on NBA today it's fantasydraft.com. Sign up to the Roto-Grinders links. That way you guys get access to any cool promos that we do with Fantasy Draft. We do them all the time. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. Let's just go ahead and get started here. We start with Sacramento at Toronto. 228.5 total here. Toronto favored by 11. OG and Valanchunas is still out. Probably my least favorite game on the slate. Um, I'm just overall looking. There's not a ton of value in this game. And with Sacramento being on a back-to-back and going into Toronto here, it's just a spot that I don't love. Um, yeah, I know they played Brooklyn yesterday, and it's not that bad, but I just don't expect this game to t- typically stay close. Um, so what we're looking at here, on the Kings side of things, I don't mind maybe playing 
Buddy Heald, I, I don't love shooters on back-to-backs, but Buddy Heald is the guy that if he can get hot from the field, he didn't take a lot of shots last game against Brooklyn, yesterday against Brooklyn. So if he can get hot, um, he's certainly somebody that could put up decent amount of fantasy points in this spot. But, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein, his price is fair. Um I don't love it here. I don't expect really his minutes to change in a back-to-back. But we have some good value that's opening up at center um, on this slate. And that's you know typically where I'm going to get most of my value on the slate. So for me, this is not a spot that I love. Bielitsa's minutes are gone. <clears throat> and Bagley's minutes are just not picking back up. Maybe if this game stays close, Bagley could play a bunch here. But... You know, again, I just this is my least favorite game on a four-game slate, and I, I might just take a stand on this game and just take this one off. Um, you know, maybe if you, if you want to look for some value, maybe Shumpert at thirty-nine hundred, but you know, he's never a guy that we can consistently count on for fantasy production, even when he gets minutes. So he did shoot one for ten yesterday against Brooklyn. If he shoots a little bit better, you're looking at probably twenty fantasy points, and it's not terrible, but. It's not the best either um, when we're considering the value that's on the slate. On the Toronto side of things, I don't expect this game to stay close. I'm not in the business of projecting blowouts, but with Kawhi and Lowry potentially not playing some fourth quarter minutes here, it's tough to pay the prices for those guys. If I was going to take a shot on anybody here, it'd be Van Vliet just because you know, he might get into the mid-20s to upper upper 20s in minutes in this game, even if it doesn't stay close. And Van Vliet's a guy, if he gets 26 to 28 minutes, um, he can put up a, a decent amount of fantasy points. The problem is his price is up from when Lowry was out. So it's really tough to trust him. Um, I don't like Powell or CJ Miles or Monroe or any of those guys. So, again... Just not a game that I love here. Moving on, Portland at OKC. 229 total here. OKC favored by five. Abrinas is still out. Patterson left the game yesterday, so he's questionable. Um, Don't think it's really going to make that much of a difference. But this is a game that's really solid here. Um, You know, OKC being on a back-to-back, I think that we see this game potentially stay pretty close. On the Portland side of things, I think Lillard's going to be low-owned here. Um, I don't love Lillard in this spot, but I do think if he's going to have low ownership on a four-game slate, I think we need to consider him for tournaments. Um, You know, OKC's been solid against point guards all season. They've really struggled with small forwards, um, like we keep talking about each and every day. But, you know, for me, I, I think this is a spot where... If Lillard's going to be low-owned, he's taken at least 19 shots now in six straight games. Five straight games, sorry. Um, so the upside's certainly there with Lillard at his price tag across the industry. So Lillard is certainly somebody I'm looking at here. Nurkic is a guy that has some tournament appeal, but um, it's really going to be an ownership thing, like on DraftKings and Fandle. Fandle, like the value is nice because it's at power forward. DraftKings, it's at power forward slash center. So 
Like you could play Nurkic here. It's just going to be if he's going to be really high owned after having a massive game uh, yesterday against Utah. So I don't. Um, I, I like this spot for Nurkic. It's just more of what his ownership is going to look like. So I'm going to look at projected ownership on Nurkic throughout the day and see what we project him at. Um, Aminu is in a really good spot. His price is just exceeded expectations I, I think like if you're looking for a tournament player you're in that range like as a last type of guy in i think aminu is fine on the thunder side of things as much as i love westbrook today when you're constructing lineups it's a lot easier to build a, a, a solid lineup with paul paul george over westbrook today and if you look like the fantasy production from these two guys paul george has been right there hand in hand with 45 to 55 points a night and at the discount that you're getting from Westbrook to George it's a little bit like I said it's easier to build lineups with George still like Westbrook but I think I'll end up playing George over Westbrook today um like Adams on DraftKings at 6200 I think that's a really fair price tag for him he just hasn't had a big game in a while um you know the Lakers game he had a big game but really only had two games over 40 in his last 10 so little concerned uh, with the production from Adams as far as tournaments goes. Um, outside of that, you know, the value here, like the value that we're going to get in the next game of the Clippers game is just so much better. Um, I don't mind Dennis Schroeder or Grant as tournament flyers, but that's really it. Grant's been playing really phenomenal recently. He's gone over 30 fantasy points in three of the last four games for the last six so at 5300 on DraftKings, he's certainly somebody we could look at um maybe for 6x and uh, again if you're in that range maybe as a last guy in type of play all right we got the clippers in dallas there's no total in this game gallinari's out lou williams is doubtful not expected to play uh so that's going to open up a lot here and we actually start with the clippers side of things so one of my favorite plays is harrell uh, you know, just looking at with Gallinari out and Lou out, we know Harold's usage is going to go up. He didn't do well against the Spurs last time out, but I feel like he's going to play 27 to 32 minutes in this game. I expect this game to stay close, and it's just it's an excellent spot. His price has started to come down, and we can buy low lower than we have over the last week. So I like Harold. Uh, SGA is probably the top value play on the slate. Um, love this spot for him. It's hard not to like him at his price across the industry. The minutes he's been playing uh, with these guys out, 38 and 42 minutes over the last two games, 15 and 17 shot attempts. Kind of got his floor game last time out. He shot three for 15 from the field and still put up 15 fantasy points. Um, 15 fantasy points at his price kind of stinks, but it gave you an idea of what happens if he shoots the ball bad. So, like SGA, like the fact that Dallas is not great against um, guards in general. Um, I like Patrick Beverly on FanDuel DraftKings. His price is just a little too high for me. Um, but we saw last game, like, Beverly really get involved in rebounding, and that's been the last two games now. So Beverly is a guy that I look at on FanDuel. I think his DraftKings price, like I said, has gone up too high. If you're looking for a punt, maybe on FanDuel, Bradley, you know, he is so cheap on FanDuel, and he's going to play so many minutes in this game. I think that you can look at him. 
but outside of that, um, you know, unless we get news that Boban's going to start or something, uh, nothing else on this team. Like Tobias, Tobias is the ultimate tournament play. You know, he's you know he's going to play a ton of minutes here, um, and his usage is going to be through the roof without Lou Williams and Gallinari on the floor. So if you want uh, to pay up for Tobias Harris, I'm not going to talk you off of it um, in this spot against Dallas. Guess I should have started with Tobias as being like one of the top end plays on the slate. Um, on the Dallas side of things, I don't like. I really like DeAndre Jordan on DraftKings at 6,400 uh, against his former team. He's averaging 51 fantasy points against the Clippers in two matchups already this season. So, really like DeAndre Jordan on on DraftKings at his price. I don't mind playing him on Fanduel, but his DraftKings price stands out a lot more than his Fanduel price. Um, I still think I will end up playing him on Fanduel at 7K because I do like the spot and I think that he's a little underpriced for the matchup. Um, outside of that. You know, Luca has been playing phenomenal, but DSJ is going to be back in this game. And DSJ's price is solid across the industry. So if you want to take a shot on, like, DSJ here, um, I don't hate it. They were trying to move him, and he was away from the team. Kind of expect him to pick up his normal role here. Maybe they're going to showcase him to try to move him. They said they don't want to trade him, but, you know, how much can we trust that? Uh, but I think he's an okay play. Um Straight large field tournament play only, though. But Luka's usage goes down with DSJ on the floor. So unless DSJ doesn't start, I think you can continue to look at Luka, you know, just coming off of a a massive game yesterday. Triple-double. The dude is is grand. Uh, This is a really good matchup for Harrison Barnes. The Clippers really struggle with small forwards. Um, You know, he hasn't been producing well lately, but he is in a spot where he could go for 30 fantasy points here. So I don't don't hate the spots. Um, He's averaging 33 fantasy points in two matchups this season against this team, and which makes sense because, like I said, they do not guard the small forward position well. Not going to attack any of the cheap... um, Dallas bigs here just because I think that if the Clippers can try to push a smaller lineup and make this game go small they will so I'm a little concerned about the Dallas bigs here um, outside of DeAndre Jordan last game on the slate we got Minnesota at Phoenix 228 and a half total here Um, Minnesota favored by six Covington's out Aiton's doubtful and Holmes is questionable we'll get on the Phoenix side here in a second but I really do like some of this exposure to the Minnesota side of things. Cat's going to have a good matchup here, regardless of who starts. So his upside is phenomenal in this spot. He just put up 61 against this team last game on Sunday. Uh, this is one of those flip-flop. He's averaging 60 against this team in two matchups this season. So Cat has massive upside here if you want to pay up all the way to center. Jeff Teague's going to be a guy I'm going to be off of in this spot. He's just getting outplayed by Derrick Rose on the court and minutes-wise. So Teague at his price is a, is a stay away from me. I love Derrick Rose today. I think he is underpriced across the industry. He played 22 minutes in the second half of the Phoenix game on Sunday. Didn't come off the floor once he checked in in the second half. Um, love this spot for him. I think that they want to play him. They want to use him. His usage is higher when he's with the second unit. 
and then he finishes the halves with the starters. So you're getting production in the minutes from him regardless. So Derek Rose is certainly somebody that I, I really, really like on the slate. Um, I, I, I'd consider him for all formats today. And I think he might go a little low, overlooked in this spot just because of Teague and him being there together and Wiggins. Like, Wiggins is back to playing a ton of minutes and just not making shots. Uh, if you want to take a shot on him in tournaments, you can. But I would much rather play Derek Rose today. And then, like, the Taj Gibson situation. Taj has been playing really phenomenal recently. Um, he's gone now back-to-back games with really solid games. I think you can potentially look at him in this spot. And then on FanDuel, if you want to punt with Sarge, um, I don't hate it, but we, we do have some good value opening up at power forward on FanDuel. So, you know, with Harrell potentially being there and whether or not you want to play Holmes or Bender, I think you're going to play one of those two guys regardless, like whoever it is that if Holmes plays, you play Holmes. But let's talk about that uh, situation on the other side of this game. With Aiton doubtful and not expected to play in this game, obviously it's going to boost minutes here um, and, and usage, minutes and usage in this game. So, Kind of talk about the situation I was just talking about with Aiden Doubtful. Um, Holmes is questionable. If Holmes plays, I'll play Holmes. If Holmes is out, I'll play Bender. Uh, they're, they're, they're same price pretty much across the industry. Bender's a little bit cheaper. But, you know, with those two guys out the other night, Bender played 29 minutes. And at his price, if he's going to play 25-plus minutes, uh, it's hard not to play him in this spot, especially with – a lot of the value plays being on the Clipper side of this slate, there's not a ton of value. Um, so I, I really do like this spot for whichever one of these guys. If Holmes plays, and I like him, like I said, if Holmes sits, I think Bender, they're going to be chalky, but I don't care. Booker's coming off of a, a bad game. Uh, I think this is a spot we go right back to the well on Booker. I think that, you know, he just he didn't get going shooting the ball, and he, he tried to facilitate more after he couldn't get it going. But this is a spot I, I think that we see Booker approach like 50 fantasy points. I think he has a, a big game here. He's one of my favorite tournament plays on the slate. So I think Booker I, – I just have Booker going off in this game. Um, TJ Warren has a really good matchup. Minnesota with – Covington out. They've really struggled with the three and four. Uh, so TJ Warren's going to play a ton of minutes in this game. He hasn't been producing fantastic, but he's going to play minutes. He has a good matchup. I think this is a spot we could definitely look at Warren uh, at his price. I do like his $5,700 price tag. You could potentially call him a value play on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft today. So like Warren, I don't mind Ubre. Um, Ubre is not going to play the minutes that Warren's going to play, but he's gone for 30-plus fantasy points now in three straights. Um, he's been playing phenomenal. He's certainly somebody we're looking at here. Um, uh, you know, he, he's just locked in right now. So Ubre is certainly somebody that I like a lot um, in this game that hopefully kind of goes overlooked. Um, I'm hoping a lot of people play maybe Warren, and we just take Ubre at $100 less, who's been outproducing him So. Morning grind game. Let's see. 7X. 
or my favorite game to go over or under, I'm going to say Toronto um, is my least favorite game on this slate. So I'm going to take the under on Toronto. I think that game goes under. Again, I just I don't love that game. Um, favorite play under 5K to go 7X. I would say it's, it's probably SGA. Um, not knowing the situation with Phoenix Biggs. It, it's SGA, but if I had the information and the injury news on the Phoenix guys, it would be whichever one of those guys. Like if it's home, if Holmes plays, it'd be Holmes. If it's if Holmes sits, then it'd be Bender. But I'll take SGA because I really do like his uh, value here as well. Uh, my favorite expensive guy over 8K to bust, not go 5X today, is probably Kawhi Leonard. Just sticking with the theme of not liking that game. If that game stays close, I'll probably not have a good slate. I just don't expect that game to stay close, and that's just how I'm going to approach and take a stand on this small slate. And then my favorite 6x play on this slate would have to be I, – I just – I have to take DeAndre Jordan here. I just think he's – I think he's underpriced for this matchup. So DeAndre Jordan would be the guy that I'd take here at 6,400 um, to go 6x. Uh, like I said, I, I really do like this spot for him. I think it's really a solid spot. And I just I can't get over the fact that like there's there's so many good center plays in the slate. Like Towns, Nurkic, Harrell, Jordan, Adams. So I don't even think Jordan's gonna be that highly owned today. And I think he's a guy that could potentially break the slate. So DeAndre Jordan, my favorite 6X play. That's gonna wrap it up here. Like I said, quick podcast today. Um be back tomorrow. I don't know if it'd be me because of the internet, but um, we'll, there'll definitely be a podcast in the morning. So appreciate you guys listening. Sorry about the shorter podcast today. I would usually go on and talk about a bunch of you know stuff or and you know give you guys some advice. But today is just going to be a quick one, and um, hope you guys crush it tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. Good luck, and we'll see you then.